Stand By For Places presents Stripping Lord Byron by Kurt Shineman Directed and designed by Graydon Gund Featuring Wynne Harmon as John Murray II Gary Hilborn as Thomas Moore Kevin Sebastian as John Cam Hobhouse Amanda Brooke Lerner as Augusta Lee Caitlin Clothier as Lady Byron and Alexandra Kopko as Bridget McBurney. It will be joyous, I tell you, dear. Tomorrow we'll be rich. We'll be the most important family in the city. Rich, I tell you. Sounds strange, but Byron would want it this way. Dive into the challenge like a man into the sea. That's how he did it. Yet, you know, I'm still kind of shocked. If you think about it, he was only 36. I'd heard it was a cold when he got after a swim. Osborne's letter said, don't worry, it was nothing. And nothing kills a young man in 10 days. And why, dear God, did those Greeks do that? Keep his heart? My God, send us his body, but keep his heart? Makes no sense. Bury him without a heart? Dear? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> and, and here I thought I was talking to my wife. Sorry, sir, the miss has gone out. Out? But we have guests. Not her cup of tea, sir. Or so the missus told me. Anyway, her spiritualist meeting is this morning. Ah, yes. Mondays are for the spiritualists and Sundays are for the religious. Ah, well, uh, do you know about whom I was talking? Lord Byron, sir? Yes. Do you know him? Beyond the times he came here as a guest, do you know him? Of course, sir. As beautiful a voice as the curls on his head. Very kind on the ears and the eyes. <clears throat> I'm not so educated as you, sir, but I like his poetry. Well, most of it. You read Byron? Oh, every chance I get. I commit them to memory. My very chains and I grew friends. So much a long communion tends to make us what we are. Even I regained my freedom with a sigh. Impressive. Ah, comes natural, it does. Always has, since I was so tall. It's not so hard, really. Easy, I say, when words like Byron ring true, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. There's a truth to his writing. But, well, I don't believe one should speak ill of the dead, especially a genius like him. A genius? Why, yes, a genius. My Patrick disagrees, but Byron's right up there where the rest of them is. Even if he was, you know, well... Um, I, I shouldn't say, you being his publisher and all. What's bothering you? I never understood it, but it was his thing. His animals, sir. I, I mean, more than any rancher I knew, all his animals. Loved him, he did. Beyond what's normal, if you ask me. It was not natural the way he loved animals. If you don't mind me saying so, sir. They don't belong in the house. I completely agree. A house is no place for a fox, a, a pig, peacocks, ferrets, dogs, two horses, mice, or nine parrots. <laughs> I completely agree. Ah, but a fox he was. Don't tell my Patrick, but whenever he visited, I'd get weak in my knees. He was handsome, even I can say that. Oh, he was, sir. Like catnip for the weaker sex. And whenever he came for tea, I like purr around the house. <laughs> I like to work those days, sure enough. He was always a charmer, that's for sure. 
And if I told you that I had his personal diaries, his notes, and all the gossip therein... Oh! Are you to publish it, then? I may. Would you read it? Read it? Front to back, I would. Front to back. Oh, to have that manuscript. Oh, oh, you don't have it, sir. Oh, I will, by the end of today. Why haven't you read it? There's only one copy, and it's in the hands of Thomas Moore. Moore, sir? Yes. Byron gave him the script. Uh, Don't you think he's a bit of a snake? Well, that's a bit harsh, wouldn't you say? Well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just saying what we think. Well, please keep those thoughts to yourself. Sorry, sir. May I ask, who is the literary executor? Hobhouse is the executor, but Moore has the memoirs, and I want to buy it off him. Hopefully he'll sell it to me. But the parties in question must agree to its publication. Mm, he doesn't want any lawsuit, I can understand. And, and if you don't mind me asking... Who are the parties in question? His ex-wife, Lady Byron. She doesn't have a say, but she could create a fuss. His former mistress and stepsister... (gasps) Lady Lee! Right. She too could take us to court. She's an heir, but as a stepsister she doesn't have much say. But she could be trouble, unless we get her... To agree, I see. To sign in agreement, yes. And Hobhouse, John Hobhouse, as Lord Byron's best friend. Oh, didn't they go to school together? They did. He's dying to read it, but Moore won't let him. Won't let him? And why's that? It's a good question, Bridget. But it's Tom we're talking about, and he's never easy to pin down. His ways are as straight as an Irish footpath. (laughs) But, like any good walk, if you stick with it to the end of the path, you discover why it's there. I plan to find out what Byron wrote. It's one reason I want to publish it. And it'll make a mint. I sure hope so. Tom just needs to get it to me. Why hasn't he? Byron sent the script to Tom with distinct orders to publish it. But why not just send it to you? It's a game Byron was playing. Well, I mean, you being Byron's editor and publisher. I've seen you, sir, many times, early and late, head over his poems, marking them or, or, or putting them in order. Funny how he didn't give you his final masterpiece. Well, it's downright shameful. But it's not my place to say, so I won't. Well, that's Byron for you, keeping me on my toes even after his death. (laughs) He did that. Such a man he was. Sure loved life, wouldn't you say so, sir? I would. And the time is ticking. How's that? We have until the end of the day to buy the thing, or Thomas will go to another publisher. But all the other publishers are... Well, none of them are as good. Thank you. You have that... Jane Austen, and everybody reads her. Either her or Byron. They loved to read about his shenanigans. Hmm, He sure played the game of life he did. Played it like he owned the dice. And without interest. I wish I had half of what he had. Oh, you do, sir. You've got it. Oh, and and sir, they will be here at noon. And you know that MP Hobhouse, he's always early. At least when there is a free lunch. Don't all members of Parliament show up early? Only the new ones. Uh, The room still has a chill. Make sure we have a fire. Yes, sir. I'll get it started. Oh, and, sir. Yes? Will Sir Moore use the piano? Only if the ladies urge him. Is it dusted? Did it myself, just in case. We Irish know how our men like to sing when death and dying are discussed. But then that's usually in a pub, if you know what I mean. I do. I'm not such a snob as I appear. 
Uh, did my wife explain I shall require some service of sandwiches, sherry and tea? She did, sir. We are prepared. But keep the alcohol away from Lady Byron. Of course, sir. She will probably arrive after she's had a few, but we should not indulge her. My jacket, is, is it up there or down here? Upstairs. Shall I fetch it, sir? No, I need a few things. I'll get it. <clears throat> Dear writer, I have read your play, which is a good one in its way. Purges the eyes and moves the bowels, and drenches handkerchiefs like towels with tears that in a flux of grief afford hysterical relief to shattered nerves and quickened pulses, which your catastrophe convulses. I like your moral and machinery. Your plot, too, has such scope for scenery. Does it really? Scenery? The more furniture, the more work for me. The more for actors to hide behind. Me, I'd rather imagine it, but then again. Ah, well. <clears throat> Your dialogue is apt and smart. The play's concoction full of art. Your hero raves, your heroine cries. No one stabs and no one dies. <laughs> I doubt that today. Yet one's already dead. Maybe another when these folk arrive. In short, your tragedy would be the very thing to hear and see. And for a piece of publication, if I decline on this occasion, it is not that I am not sensible to merits in themselves ostensible, but, and I grieve to speak it, plays are drugs, mere drugs, sir, nowadays. Well, if you ask me, I like a good play, especially if they's all dressed up and there's music. <laughs> Otherwise, mm, meh. Still, Keats, Austin, and such lumber my backshop glut these shelves encumber. There's Byron, too, who once did better, has sent me, folded in a letter, a comedy, or more a drama, with laughs and loves and painful trauma. His play so altered since last year his pen is, I think he's lost his wits at Venice. <laughs> or Greece, or Rome, or some such place. <clears throat> or drained his brains away as stallion to some dark-eyed and warm Italian. In short, sir, what with one and t'other, I dare not venture on another. A party dines with me today, all clever men who make their way. They're at this moment in discussion on poor Byron's late disillusion. His book, they say, was in advance. Pray heaven he tell the truth of Italy and France. Thus run my time and tongues away. But to return, sir, to your play. Sorry, sir, but I cannot deal unless twere acted by O'Neill. My hands are full, my head so busy. I'm almost dead and always dizzy. And so, with endless truth and hurry, dear playwright, yours, Maid McBurney. John. John Murray, listen to me. You'll never get Lady Byron to agree to anything Lady Lee wants. Or the other way around. If Lady Lee says it's Monday... Which it is. Then Lady Byron will say it isn't. Even if it is. Silly women. Lady Byron is many things, but silly she is not. No, I don't know about that hobby. It's simple. Most women are silly, in some way. Is this what happens to us? Is this what happens when we go to all boys' schools? What's that? We learn so much about men and men's things that we can only see women as silly or simple. I don't follow, my dear man. 
Of course you don't. Should I say it in your mother's tongue, since the Queen's English is too complicated for an Irishman such as yourself? Say it in Gaelic, say it in Latin, and say it in French. Oh, wait, you can't. You had to cheat off of me during school. What I was getting at, I just don't want us to be so ugly in front of the women. That was why women loved Byron so. He made women feel wonderful, beautiful, and we should avoid being ugly. I wasn't being ugly about them. Well, I don't know. Have you seen them without their makeup? There's a good reason why men and women have separate dressing rooms. Thomas. I understand your position, Hobby, and we will maintain decorum with the ladies. The question is, will they? I suspect they will never agree on anything. Why do we need agreement? Byron wanted it. He said so in his letter to me. No, he wanted drama. Getting to total agreement is dramatic. Or impossible. In Parliament, total agreement never happens. Nothing happens in Parliament. We are not discussing politics, men. We are discussing art. When did art stop being political? When the Irish started making it. You're just sore that Lord Byron gave me his memoirs and not you. If he'd given me the memoirs, I would have let you read them. Yes, well, I feel the same as Hobby. I mean, Thomas, I was his editor for years. Don't ask me. I can't explain a dead man's actions. Maybe he thought I would push for the publication, and you two would find a way to make sure the manuscript would be buried and lost to the public. But I made him famous. No, he made himself famous. You're both wrong. Byron's writing made him famous. No, he did it. He was famous for being famous. He was also a great poet. I don't know about that. Of course he was. Ask anyone on the street, or go to the pubs and ask any of them to quote one of his poems, and what you'll see is that they know... Something from Don Juan and they'll all shake their heads in confusion. They won't know what you're talking about, one iota. But ask them who Lord Byron was, or where he lived, or where he died, and they give you an earful. Then they'll start spouting his lines. Which ones? For truth is always strange. Stranger than fiction. Friendship may, and often does, grow into love. But love never subsides into friendship. Love will find a way through paths where wolves fear to pray. Always laugh when you can. Laughter is cheap medicine. Some of his best. They say his lines as if they are common phrases. But gentlemen, they do not know him. And we do. Does anyone really know a man? It doesn't matter what we thought we knew. Not now. What matters is what the public thinks of him. What they know or what they will know after they read his memoirs. So, gentlemen, my issue is simple. We publish his book, Murray. You know how to shape it. Make sure it sounds like him and print it. We can decide. Yes, and we can decide not to print it. Or we can decide to print it. I say go with your gut. Make some money. So you can pay off some gambling debts? It was my plan to publish while the iron's hot. Augusta must have a say on the manuscripts. We can't have a woman like her make a decision. Yes, we can. Wait until she reads it. So, you suggest we ignore them, Augusta and Lady Byron? He wanted the world to read it. Publish it first. Apologize later. She could sue. 
send her a royalty check and deal with the fallout. And risk a scandal? It's Byron. With him, there is always a scandal. I would rather avoid being sued. So, if you sell me the manuscript, I will get them to sign papers they agree to the publishing. And if they don't agree? We can convince her and Lady Byron. And if I can't convince them? Is convincing them a deal-breaker for you? I won't publish without their consent. If you won't publish it, then I will find a publisher who will. No, you won't. You need John to publish it, and you need him to be the only publisher. You have no idea what I need. I think I know. You have no clue. You need John to publish it so that you look like you didn't have a hand in it. So that any blowback from the memoirs don't hit you. You need to appear clean in this whole manipulation. You need to appear all la-di-da, so that when it is published, and we learn certain things about Byron, you appear better than him. Shut up, Hob. Byron wanted it published, and as his good friend, I want his last wish fulfilled. <sighs> Rubbish. John, if I sell it to you, I want to promise that you'll publish it, with or without Augustus' permission. I can't lose my shirt in court. She's Byron's half-sister. Does she really have a say in the matter? As a half-sister, no. But as the only living blood relative, she could make it difficult. And Lady Byron, what are her intentions? To destroy it. Or destroy Lady Lee. She wants only the name and the prestige that comes from the name. But as an ex-wife, she has little standing. But she does have standing. According to the lawyers, yes, some. So that is why I've invited her too. Lady Byron and his mistress. What a stupid idea. We need them to at least give consent and allow me to print his memoirs free and clear. You don't know what Byron wanted. And you do, Hobby. It wasn't this. It was to publish it. Do you really know that? People think they know someone, really know them. In the end, we each have our own perception of the man. The public? They think they know Byron. But they have no clue about the historical man. I don't think that's what is going on. What? His notes aren't historically accurate. Are anyone's? Does it matter if they're historically accurate or not? Well, uh, what I mean is he, he never really understood things for what they were. Or what you thought they were. We're talking about his memory. The memory of a poet, not a historian. Exactly. People don't understand the difference. Ah, oh, please. The public is not stupid. My readers are not stupid. That's not what I said. Your voters might be stupid, but the Irish voters know what the aren't truth stupid, is when they, they read it. Simple. Stop saying stupid. My, my point, gentlemen, is this. Byron wrote of the past, and it is past. It is not truth. We never said it was. Writing about the past does not mean reporting it how it really was. A good writer seizes hold of the feelings of the past, the memory of it. And parts of that should be forgotten. What kind of democratic gatekeeper are you? The public. His readers want to know what he wrote. They want to know Byron. They don't really want that. Well, let them decide. Let's take a peek at the pages. Capitalism, at its best. But they know who they think they know. And that man they love. Their image of him is the one they love, not the real Byron. Like we are saving them from the real Byron. Yes. But he is a British treasure hub. 
Exactly. Says the Irishman who is ranked as the second best poet only to Byron. He's still a national treasure. And exactly why we should agree to show the public the real man. Publishes memoirs. Truth is stranger than fiction. He said it himself. We must save them from themselves. He he didn't want it published. On November 23rd, 1821, he sent me this note. In it, he says, and I quote, The memoirs are sold with the express stipulation of not being published during my lifetime. He wasn't sober when he wrote that. When was he sober? But it's not during his lifetime. Exactly. He's dead. The sentiment is the same whether he's sober, alive or dead. No, it's not. The man is gone. Let the public have the truth. We can't. Of course we can. No, we can't. John, consider it. Oh, I am. And so should you. The truth is that my friend Byron... My friend. He was a friend to us all. A friend you want to take down. Or a friend you want to make money off of. It is more than money. It is his final book. It's a final chapter. What are you so afraid of, Hob? <sighs> I'm not afraid. Huh. Byron was. He had a great fear about his memoir. Extraordinary anxiety, if you didn't know. Worries over every detail. Even the minutest traits of his conduct and all the the accidents of his life, as well as the train of his thoughts. He would be mortified for the public, the world, to, to know his relations, to open his writing process to the public. Have you, either of you, read it? No. Yes. Oh? Yes. Every word. And you? No. I saw him writing it, sections, and he told me never to read it. I was his friend, his best friend, and he didn't even want me to read it. That should say something. Sure, it says he didn't want you to read it. He knew you'd judge him. He couldn't stand your criticism. I was never critical. John! Maybe we shouldn't wait for the ladies. Let's decide now. Publish or not? No. John, you said we should wait. So we should. You don't want a lawsuit, and we need a solid front before they arrive. Others will publish it. Any publisher worth their salt will do the same thing, John. Getting the ladies to sign an agreement is exactly what all publishers would do. You don't know what other publishers would do. He hear me out. Thomas, you don't know the magnitude this could have. His his mind laid bare? His, his life in the hands of the town crier? And for what? For fame? Even Byron was nauseated with his own fame. He told me in his letters... He told me to publish them. Even more than that, he made me promise I would make sure his memoirs were published. When did you talk? When? Do you want the day? The hour? The second? Yes. Hobby, he's one of England's greatest sons. England's greatest bastard. Hobby, we both agree Byron was a great writer. He used the English language with as much dexterity and ease as Shakespeare. And? Do we have Shakespeare's memoirs? Think about it. It would be... Scholars would have a field day. Digging into his psyche. It's disgusting. If we had Shakespeare's notes and diaries and memoirs, would you be so hesitant? You two are not listening. But, John, I am. If Shakespeare's diaries, his personal notes had been published, all of his mystery, all of his genius would vanish. The public, his fans... 
wouldn't be as fascinated with Hamlet. They would know where he came up with Lear. They'd know how he fussed over to be or not to be until he finally had it right. Exactly. We'd make him human. Flawed. We'd make him flawed in every way. Not flawed, but inspired. We would show them his process, his travels, and what he saw, and how those things inspired him to write The Bride of Abydos, or how his travels from Belgium up the Rhine to Switzerland stirred him to write the third canto of Child Harold. It is private. Dear sir, Hobby, listen to reason. At least let me read it before you print it. You will read it just like the rest of the public when it goes on sale. Excuse me, but... Gentlemen, let us be sensible. This, this is not a national political question. We don't owe the public, and we don't owe the crown anything in this question. Lord Byron's memoirs were for him. A place where he could express himself privately. And such a place should be protected. He did that. He protected it for years. And, Mr. Moore, I am sure you would understand, being an artist yourself, for writers to create, they need their privacy. While they are alive. We must still respect their moments of weakness. Up to a point. Artists deserve the privacy to compile those deepest moving ideas. A place where they can transform their emotions into words, into coherent images. Or even go to the other direction and remove and edit those thoughts down to the essentials. To cut out the overwritten shrubbery, to, to shape the hedges of their emotions into what we would call art. Men need that. While they are alive, yes, but not once they're dead. Mrs. McBurney, yes? What is it? Sir, the ladies. Yes? They will talk some sense into both of you. It's just... they keep circling the block. Each time one of them comes to the front, they wait, and then the other carriage with the other lady pulls around, and neither of them stop and come to the house. It's Lady Byron's game. Women can be so complicated. Ah, is that why you avoid them so? Lady Byron merely wants to be the last to enter the house. But, sir... Do this. Stand at the stoop, and when one of the ladies comes back round, meet her carriage and lie to her. Explain she is the last to arrive and we've been waiting for her. Then lead her into the parlour. Have her wait until the other arrives. Then bring them in together. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Oh, those two. They love their games. But it is exactly what I was saying. They have their private reasons for doing what they do. And who are we to exploit them or critique them? It's not the same, Hobhouse, and you know it. You're twisting the logic. I've learned it from you. Ah, oh, give it up. You think this is all about privacy versus public. It is not. Privacy, gentlemen, comes from the Latin, meaning deprived specifically depriving the public from their beloved celebrity, to deprive them of his art. We are giving the public the man they want in private. It is our obligation. Moreover, John, 
it is your obligation to print the memoirs. It is our communal obligation to protect Byron. Fans, readers, we all deserve privacy. That's a crock of shit. Pardon me, gentlemen, but in Ireland we call it as we see it. You don't believe in privacy. And Lord Byron gave up any semblance of privacy when he wrote himself into his work. We all knew who the black-haired boy was. We read about Byron and sifted through the only slightly obscured clues and learned more and more about him until we thought we knew the man behind the words. And how did we get to him? Through his words. Private or not, we figured it out. Then we don't need the memoirs. We can just read his poetry. That's not what I'm saying. But you are. You did. His memoirs explain him, but we don't need explaining. We just need to read between the lines better. I'm saying he has no expectation of privacy. When we become public figures, especially artists seeking fame, like our dear friend, then the expectation of privacy, of secrecy, and concealment goes away. I say put it out there. So nothing in your life is private? Hobby. Every man has things he needs to keep private. Is there nothing we should leave private for a dead man? Not if it pays his debts and can make him famous for those indiscretions. So this is about exposing those indiscretions? If they exist, who am I to get in the way of the news? And you'll tell the world you made sure to expose this man's private life. I don't see the point of that. John, don't you see what he's doing? Just sell me the manuscript and we can get into the details there. John, does this need for exposure outweigh our need for privacy? Is that why you are so against publication? I mean, John, good lord. You don't want us to profit off the publication because of Byron's dalliances? I don't want you profiting at his expense. How else do we profit? Not at my friend's expense. We should not profit from this. How can a member of Parliament be so illogical? Oh, of course. When is the English Parliament ever logical? John, you haven't read them, and yet he was your friend. What is driving you? Instinct, dear sir. Instinct. There is no instinct like that of the heart. And your heart must be driving you mad. Yes, exactly. I I feel it in my gut. A politician with feelings. <laughs> Has the rapture occurred? You feel it? Feel what, precisely? Fear. Isn't that it, John? You're afraid. For my friend. For Byron. No, John. You're afraid for yourself. Well, it's two to one. I vote we publish. Just because you vote together does not mean I am wrong. There be none of beauty's daughters with a magic like thee, and like music on the waters is thy sweet voice to me. When, as if its sound were causing, the charmed ocean's pausing, the waves lie still and gleaming, and the lulled winds seem dreaming, and the midnight moon is weaving a love's bright chain o'er the deep, whose breast is gently heaving, as an infant's asleep. So the spirit bows before thee, to listen and adore thee, with a full but soft emotion, like the swell of summer's ocean. Sir Moore? Oh, let me play. Uh, we must get on. 
It's so lovely. Would you like to sit? We do have business at hand. You know, I am taking lessons. You are. And I'm working on your material. Flattered. With her voice, you shouldn't be. And Lady Lee, I will be in the front row at your next recital. I will reserve a seat just for you. There will be many empty seats, I'm sure. Of course, but in the meantime, the memoirs. It's why I came, isn't it? But we decided. We voted. Voted? Without me? Dear, don't I get to say? Of course. In your divorced husband's wishes. Of course. I don't see why. Naturally, you will object. I do, and I insist you give me the manuscripts. One year of marriage does not grant you a lifetime of rights. I could find a judge who would disagree with you. Search away. The law is on Thomas's side. You were only involved out of courtesy. Well, I don't see the rush. We just had the funeral Friday. I spoke with my lawyers, and they warned me about coming, said you'd try to pull the wool over my eyes and deny me my rights to Lord Byron's papers. You are divorced. I warn you, if you do not give them to me, I will sue. On what ground, Lady Byron? That as his wife and only survivor, I am the executor of his assets. But you're not his wife, and also not the executor of his will. But I should be. I am Lady Byron. In name only. The title gives you no more rights than one of your dogs. Actually, as his sister, I have more say. Half-sister. And no, you do not have a say. But I do. You can say whatever you want. You can say it in German, and it'll sound just as ugly. Say it in French, and it will still sound pretty and inane. You can shout it for all I care, but I'm not going to listen to your opinion on the matter. Then I'm leaving! Ladies, we are here to come to some agreement. And with such a disagreeable sort. Perhaps another tune. Please, play. Something to calm my nerves, since I see none of you removing her from this discussion. Tea to warm you up? Who knew May could be so cold? I like this weather. What Irishman doesn't? Maybe something stronger, Lady Byron? Most sensible thing anyone has said. Sherry, or a glass of wine? John, not too much. Why? Are you bringing out the better brand later? That is the better brand. My mantra, dear man, is 12 bottles in a case, 24 hours in a day. You do the math. And? I'm just getting started. And I always thought Lord Byron taught you to drink. It was the other way around, dear John. How do you think I got him into my bed? That's crazy. It was your good looks. Oh, we both know he didn't marry me for my looks. If love can fly for one night, will please am I to be that one? But should I
pay you not to sing. You'd be happy with silence. Oh, no, I love music. I just prefer no screeching. Thomas writes wonderful songs. You do. Thank you both. It's a good thing I didn't sing it anywhere. Not at that tempo. You accompany so quickly. That is the appropriate tempo. I'm just not familiar with it, that's all. Augusta is more comfortable with slow and dim. I guess I am, but I'm not complaining about your tempo. Lady Lee, it's not like it would be better the second time, like oysters. Please, please, can we get back to business? Yes, let's get to it before this wine wears off. I don't understand. What don't you understand beyond the birds and the bees, dear? I understand the birds and the bees. Birds? Sure, but I think you understand chickens best by the look of your outfit. Ah! But bees and the natural order of seduction? I don't think so. What I don't understand, Lady Byron, is why we need to do this now. Thomas has agreed to sell the manuscripts to his publisher. Rather than you? Yes, and they... The deadline for the contract is tonight. Then go to them. Why go to Mr. Murray? Why get our approval? It's what Byron wanted. He stipulated it in his letter to me. That's what you said, but we have little proof. He wanted us to agree. I don't think any other publisher would let you publish anything of my ex-late husband's without my agreement. Am I right, John? There would be copyright or royalty issues. We don't have long, then. May I please get a preliminary poll? Who here read Georgie's memoirs? Maybe just took a peek. A look-see. Come, come, raise your hands. Oh, just our Irishman. Only the Paddy poet has had the honour. Kiss my arse, Hobby. Go back to your turf-cutting and leave us to decide what's best for our countrymen. He was as much my friend as he was yours. I clearly recall the day his memoirs arrived at my house, not yours. And you kissed his arse to get it. I wasn't the one who kissed his arse. And exactly why, dear sir, do you want the memoirs published? Because your ex-husband asked me to publish them. Wait, a loyal leprechaun? Don't pull the wool over my eyes. I have to agree. Me? You're one to criticize me for loyalty. You were like Byron's dog, panting at his every gesture, his every step. At the funeral, nudging and barking orders, a sheepdog foaming at the mouth. Are you sure you don't have rabies? You have no right. Slow down, you wolf in sheep's clothing. Me? Oh no, not at all. No? Well, was he not your greatest competition? Even the critics said, besides my ex-husband, you are the second best British poet. Am I right? The critics also say I am the best Irish poet. Irish, right. And with this, as smutty as I assume it is, is also probably pretty eloquent. And it might prove he's crazy or mad or sick or deranged. Am I right? He was my friend. Who was also your competition. Ever since you were boys. You'd write something and he'd write it. Similar. But better. Am I right? And if he's shown to be sick, then you might become the best British poet, yes? Just like a leprechaun, to leave it to our imagination. Shut it, Hob. Sorry, Thomas, but it is just my way of thinking. I'm sure it never even crossed your mind. But it crossed mine. So, gentlemen, why haven't you all peered at it? Is it written in Greek? I guarantee it is in English. I haven't read it. I'm surprised. You read? Of course. 
I'm sure your little ape can't. How dare you? She is not an ape. Oh, you're right. She's an incestuous monster. Shut your mouth. All I'm saying is... You have no right. All I'm saying is this. We are deciding to publish a book none of us have stolen a look. Correct? Correct. And no one should see it. I would love to read it if Mr. Moore would allow me. Only with our lawyers present. I won't steal it. He's not Irish, like you, Mr. Moore. He's afraid you'll copy sections. Or remove sections. Why can't we... I propose we do that. Oh, what a complete thought. Thank you. Do what, Lady Lee? What do you propose we do? Why not decide which sections we like and which sections we don't like? Publish parts? Dear Lord, let's just print the odd pages. No, not that. Publish only the parts we like. Not publish the whole thing. Who would decide? We would. Keep what we like and cut what we don't. Well, if the church can do it with the Bible, why can't we? And they were saints. True. And in this room, we have no saints. No virgins either, for that matter. Well, I wouldn't know about that, but I like my idea. I think we should do it. We can edit it how we like. There might not be much left to the memoirs if we do that. I doubt there is any section to which we would agree. We could read it now. Oh, yeah, a group reading. I'd rather not. I meant we read it alone, and I'll go first. Why you first? Because I said it first. Oh, because I said it first. Don't mock me. A woman's words matter. You mean some women's words matter. Ah, you're so hateful. Oh, you have no idea. Ladies. Don't do that. Don't use my sex against me. Ladies, as if calling us out by our sex is a way to shut us up. I'm sick of it. Well. Please. May I propose a proposal? Yes? It's just, and I probably should have said this, but as his sister... Half-sister. As his relative... His mistress. I will read it. Lord, no. I'll read it first, and then I'll vote. Not on your life. I'll be informed before I decide. No way! I will not sit here and read his filth sift through his mutterings and machinations to be humiliated all over again to let you read it and sift through it and you decide what you want to edit or keep or say to destroy my name? No way! It's my name too! Oh, not anymore! And this is not what I came here! Let me get this so I can understand everyone's position. Hobby here doesn't want page one published. Why, I have no clue. And John... You want it published, no matter what is in the bloody thing. And Lady Lee isn't sure she wants to publish the memoirs because she hasn't read them. If I read them... Do you need a muzzle? Or will you let me finish? Oh! And Thomas, you always hated Georgie, so... I wouldn't say that. Then what do you want? I'd sell it to John and let him decide. That is so capitalistic of you. Make money any way you can. Does it matter to you what's in those pages? I know what's in those pages, and say we publish. Why? So you can embarrass my name and destroy my ex-husband. And what about you, Lady Byron? What do you want? Simple. I came to destroy the bloody thing. Even if we come to some financial deal? 
If there's money attached, she'll do anything. No, I won't. Not on your life. Even if it is of a huge sum? I will not be bought. Like, how much are we talking? Don't you dare! I will buy it. I will never sell it to you. If I could, I may just buy it. You can't even afford a decent dress, much less the manuscript. I pay my bills. Only after a collector hunts you down in some back room. I pay my bills. Not on your own. At least they're paid, which is more than you can say. I'm willing to buy it off you, Thomas. I'm sure you are. What's your offer? A thousand pounds? Three thousand pounds. Three thousand pounds? Yes, and I'd edit it myself. Uh, so you'd know before the rest of us. Well, yes, to edit it, I, I have to read it. I'd like to edit it first. Just cut out some parts. They allow you to handle scissors? Well, yes. Thomas... You read it. What parts would you edit? The embarrassing parts. Well, I'd like to read those sections. What pages are those? Pages one through three hundred. Hobby, dear, what sections do you want to edit? I don't want it edited. I want it buried. I'll take it home and read it, and use a quill to edit it. I, I don't want it to leave this house. I need to read it in private. I need to read it on the lavatory. Oh. Oh, you can be such a silly woman. I am not a silly woman. Just because I want to read it? That's not silly. I think it's prudent. I miss him. And those days will reunite me with the Georgie I remember. So don't dismiss my request as silly. Just leave it alone. No. I want to know him. You knew him. And knowing him wasn't all that wonderful. I might find something in there. He might be redeemed. I don't believe that. The best part of every author is found in his book, not in his life. Then, after I read it, I'll edit the bad parts. The parts that might be less discreet. Embarrassing, you mean? Maybe. That's ridiculous. He wanted the whole thing published, not parts, not edited, and not... No! Excuse me, but I don't want it published. I agree. Two for and two against. We are tied. Augusta? Yes? Lady Lee. What say you about publishing the memoirs? You mean I'm the deciding vote? Yes. Oh, mm, I've never been in this position. I can only imagine the positions you've been in, and each position is more ugly than the next. The point is, the majority must decide the truth. We don't decide art by majority rule. Augusta? Well, it can't be that bad, is it? Well, Manny have dipped him nine times blacker than the devil himself. But I'd say he shows us his human nature, at its most natural. Even when it's not natural. And does he, I mean, does he write about his drinking and such? And such. What would Lord Byron write that could ruin your life? Have you considered the damage his memoirs might have on you and your daughter? What do you mean, John? Don't play coy. It doesn't become you. I have no idea what you are insinuating. Shall I say it? Say what? Please, let's remain civil. Shall I spell it out? What my former husband did? And who he really was? I know who he was. And? He was mad, bad, and dangerous to know. But he was still my love. Do you want all of Europe to know about his drinking? 
his carousing and running around, and why I left him, and why I never permitted him to see his own daughter. Please, I'm, I'm feeling faint. Let us not attack each other. We don't need to talk about it. Let us stick with what we know is the truth. The truth? Byron never told the truth. He suggested, he hinted, he hid it. Publishing those memoirs will not clarify the truth. We don't know that. They could. Well, I'm not willing to risk it. Let the truth be known. A drunk cannot know the truth. He knows only what he imagines. And Byron imagined a lot of things. I don't want his fans trying to pick and choose what they want. They don't have all the facts, just his side of the story. Do we all want them to know? But we need the money. I need the money. At what cost? Lady Byron, shouldn't his fans know? Know? Who, know who he was? And what he did and how he did it? If that's what Byron wrote, then yes. No. All you have to do is read his poetry and you know what he did, who he was really like. His vice came with his virtues. We all know it. And some of his vices were exciting and intoxicating. Ask any woman he slept with, or any man for that matter. But some of his other vices, they make even criminals blush. Ask the Shelleys. Or give me a day, and I'll show you the letters Mary Shelley sent me, detailing the base and demoralizing parties your half-brother concocted. Read her Frankenstein, and you will see which one was Byron. And it wasn't too far off the mark. His life of debauchery is not something I want the public to know. I don't want the gossip haunting me through the shops, as it already does you, dear Lady Lee. I am not haunted. Then you are deaf, as well as dumb. My! He loved you! More than he ever loved me. And if I had not been drunk, we would have had never... Oh, don't make me say it. Say what? Augusta, he named our daughter after you. Didn't you ever question that? No, but I wondered. Wondered? How unremarkable are you? Lady Byron. People whisper when you walk by, and don't you ever ask why they laugh behind your back? Please stop. I have, but I've never asked. Let me tell you. We should not discuss rumour and gossip. What do people say? Augusta. That you slept with your half-brother. I loved him. He was my husband. He loved me. And you gave birth to his child. Medora is... Vile. Ladies. You two incestuous brats ruined Medora. He's not my real brother. Half-brother doesn't make it biological. Must we talk of this? Exactly. Talk about this? Isn't that what the whole memoir is? Talking about things we don't want to talk about. It won't ruin anyone. These two did. These two ruined my life. We loved each other. You two ruined me in every circle in society. Let's all take a breath. And you made him leave me. He left me because of you. He left to save himself, to save his own skin, as he always did. He left because he knew. He never claimed that. That's not true. Face the facts. We've gotten off the subject. You want to bring it all back? Make them all talk again? I need the money. We all do. But I will not have my name dragged through the mud again. I like my name as it is. We could. Let's split the money. Will you vote to publish? Yes. No. Yes. Why? So you can ruin me even more. Is that what you want? Do you? Lady Lee, you will be stuck with the truth. Stuck with the facts. And they will stick you 
every which way on every social level. All seven of your freaks will be stuck with the shadow of his sickness. Now, do you want your ape of a daughter to grow up with everyone knowing the truth, or would you rather just let them get? I am not the monster. Look at the sin you two created. <gasps> Sir? You are cruel and nasty, Lady Byron. Every Byron is. You're calling the kettle black, Sir Moore. You're part of this. Bridget, please check on Lady Lee. Yes, sir. A hand towel, gentlemen. I'll grab that. Excuse me. Lady Byron, how could you? I know, I know. Should I go? We need to make a decision, all of us. Can you behave? I can try. If you can't, I will have to ask you to leave. Maybe I should apologise. I'm not saying I am, but maybe I am too tired to keep up with the omissions and play with the insinuations. Some would say I'm too old, but I don't care what it really is. I'm too tired to continue the charade. Why must we tiptoe around the obvious when we are all thinking it and won't say it? Sir Hobhouse, do you think my ex-husband's memoirs discuss Lady Lee's... their relations... Their incestuous trial. As we said, no one's read it except... Oh, Lord, don't speak to me like I'm Lady Lee. Even though all you men wear trousers, I don't confuse you. Don't do the same with women. We may not have the level of power you have, the same access to money and education, but that does not mean we are all dim. I was asking you... What I meant was... Well, I'm aware who has and who has not read Georgie's bloody pages. Someone answer my question about the child. I think what John meant was, George never knew. At least he claimed he never knew for sure if Medora was his. It is his. I am as certain as I am wet. Well, tea, Lady Byron. And thou art dead, as young and fair as aught of mortal birth, and form so soft, and charm so rare, too soon returned to earth. Though earth received them in her bed, and o'er the spot the crowd may tread in carelessness or mirth, there is an eye which could not brook a moment on that grave to look. I will not ask where thou liest low, nor gaze upon the spot. Their flowers or weeds at will may grow, so I behold them not. It is enough for me to prove that what I loved and long must love, like common earth can rot. To me there needs no stone to tell. Tis nothing that I loved so well. Yet I did love thee to the last, as fervently as thou, who didst not change through all the past and canst not alter now. The love where death has set his seal, nor age can chill, nor rival steal, nor falsehood disavow. And what were worse, thou canst not see, or wrong or change or fault in me. The better days of life were ours. 
worst can be but mine. You brought the whole thing? Of course. Had it in my briefcase. For my husband, that is big. More pages than I expected. For a man of 36. Appropriate, I presume. Sure, but, I mean, good God. What did he do? Document every meal, every mouthful, every train ride and woman he loved? And then some. When did you read it? The very day it arrived. Surely it took more than a day. Felt like a day to read a lifetime. But what a story. Does it... Uh, would you... Uh, Spit it out, John. Who, who, who does he mention? Whose stories? A few we know. And a few we don't. The Assyrian? Who? With the perfect ass? Yes. Oh. And? Were there other men? Of course there were. Tell me no. Yes. Ah. If the divorce wasn't final, I sure could have used that. Ah, well, but it is. Please, another glass. These are the reasons Byron treated me with such cruelty. The bugger should have stayed in the small six-mile bottom at Newmarket rather than come into our lives. Or because we liked him, or liked his use of words, or, for some, maybe we even liked his looks. Am I right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Of course I am. You have no heart. More than you, dear. But, of course, isn't that why he fell for you? Excuse me? Your lack of passion. It fascinated him. He was all passion. He felt that if there were scenes to be made, then it should be he who made them. And he made a few with you. Tell us, what happened in Italy? Lady Byron. Sir Murray. Sorry, where did you get the wine? We import it. Explains why I'm feeling so wicked. I don't think it's the wine. No, of course not. But I was never so... Not before Byron. He soured me, and I am sorry, Lady Lee. Please accept my apology. I was horrible. I am ashamed I was so cruel. I should never have gone so far. My grief and the pressures of the bank, and it was uncalled for. Medora's not an ape. No, she's not. You're right. Don't ever call her that. I will not. I promise. Let us never speak of it again. Good. I will never let the idea enter my silly little head. See? We can discuss this like adults. <laughs> we can get all of the rumours out in the open. What a foolish idea. Once a person is cut so deeply, the scars remain for life. We need to discuss these things. Especially before the public does. I made my protestations clear. What are yours? Sir Murray? Me? He wants it published. Right away? Yes, and to prove it, here. I'll take it. I'll buy it now. I appreciate the offer. And we have a deal. Wait! To finally provide the truth. You're not upset? Upset? Sure. He discarded me. Where's his loyalty? You don't sound too upset. I was his publisher. He abandoned me. 
He abandoned you. Lordy, you have no clue what disloyalty feels like. Feelings. Do you, Mary, feel anything? Or do you just distribute your feelings? So you think the publisher is not responsible? I only publish it. I don't write it. You edit it. But I don't create it. And so you're not responsible? My question exactly. Business works that way, right? If he was not happy with my publishing, then maybe you and I can come to some deal. You cannot publish it. Well, maybe only in part. The parts we like. There is only one part of my husband I liked, and it was not meant for public display. I suggest a sensible compromise. A solution? Um, let me hear this. We could deposit the memoirs in a bank, and either edit it or not in the fullness the of time. The deal is done. And what? Wait until each of us has died? Medora, too. We could. No, we will not do that. That has no benefit. No benefit to you, you mean? We are not discussing that option of waiting until we're dead. But I plan on living forever. Embalmed in wine. Leave it to mm. the estate to decide. Perhaps. But isn't that what artists do? Create something which can live forever. And all the while their creation sucks the life out of the rest of us. The ones whose lives he borrowed for inspiration. My husband, the succubus. <gasps> we could make whatever stipulations we want to the memoirs. Then leave them in a box and bury them. Let someone else dig them up. Please. Well, we could do that if we wanted. My firm, my rules. I wasn't being serious. Well, I could make the rules if I owned them. It's libel. Not if it's true. Not if he's dead. It's his word against yours, not mine. But it isn't yours. It is now. I bought it. John, does everyone need to know? No, we can't. I'll protect him against his own urge to indecent confession. Protect yourself, you mean? What? Maybe you're not aware, but I know the real reason you want it destroyed. You don't know any such thing. I do. I read it. You don't know what you read. What does it say? Nothing. In that case, then why protest? Because I know more of Byron than anyone else, and much more than I should wish anyone else to know. Like we don't know about you. You don't know the real... I do. I've read his poetry about you. I read Don Leon, and though John Cam, but you... John Cam? Let's not... What about what happened in Constantinople with Robert Adair? His indiscretions are not mine. I'm not saying they were, but you were implicated. I was not. I can read. I recall it. <clears throat> Adair delighted manhood to display from window casements. And across the way, rouge and fascinated eyes convinced the surest argument is his size. <gasps> Men and their manhood. And didn't you? You went with him to many of those brothels. So? They were common. Many men went to them. Dressed as a woman. I did not dress as a woman. But Byron did. He wrote he did. And of his love for the boys. And his supper. And how they danced and did other 
unspeakable thing. We can read between the lines. Either you're arguing against yourself, sir, or I'm drunk. Ha! You poets. You think you know more than the rest of us. Read between the lines like you can read us, as if you know us. As if you know what's between the lines, or below the surface. I'll give it a go. What's below the surface? Maybe we should stop this. But didn't you start this? Hobby, you want it this way. What? Why would I want this buried? Because, John, he rejected you for... For some Greek god. <laughs> you were. You are offended. <laughs> offended? Yes, offended. To say the least, offended that Byron entrusted the manuscript to me. Hogwash. Let's see what's so offensive. Please don't. Let's strip it of its shroud. Hold on. Let's really get into it, may I? Let's no. not rush. Hob, you were there with him. He could have given these to you. But he didn't. And what an insult it was. That he didn't trust me. Yes. And there must be a reason he sent them to me instead. No, <laughs> he wouldn't. Wouldn't what? And I had nothing to do with it. Oh, nothing. Nothing. I'm confused. Sit still. I don't understand. Each night I've worked through all of the possible reasons. All of the the hours I put up with his escapades. His drunken brawls, his blackouts. You don't understand, Thomas. I took care of him. M more than him, I, I helped him find whatever he wanted. Like his pets? I was like his zookeeper. I fed the Byron menagerie morning, noon, and night. I'd wake up and... Careful you didn't step on a fox or a rabbit or into something worse. I put up with more than I should have. We all did. I, I travelled with him years and years and watched him and swam with him in Porto Venere. Risked my life on those rocks. And our hunts in the Italian alleys, searching the mazes for women, men, anyone sometimes. Even though he already had people who loved him. And yet, after all of that, he entrusted his memoirs to you. Didn't he? He did. Did he write about that? He did. Where? Which pages? I don't know the pages. John, put down the manuscript. We can't publish this. It will ruin me. I don't care what it would do to him. I've got a career. As an MP, they'd crucify me. I can edit it. If people get a whiff of it, if they even question it, men will come out of the woodwork and start to make accusations, and that is enough. But if they're not true... The accusations would get me hanged. But is it true? That I loved him? Yes. Hell! Did everyone here sleep with him? Oh, Lord. Please. He was my best friend. And I will not have his memory destroyed. Stop that now. That's mine. Put that down. Do it. Let's do it. Don't come any closer. Don't do anything you'll regret, John. Oh, it's too late for that. We can't let this out. Be sensible about this. Burn it. You must. 
I have a wife, children, and I can't... I will remove those sections. No! Then do what? Ellipses? People will infer, and that is enough today. They'll insinuate. They'll know. Insinuation is enough to ruin me. Or you. Or any of us. The trail of documents we leave can ruin us. Everything we've built. Everything our children depend on. And for what? For his fame? No. John, don't. Keep it away from the fire. No. Would you do this to my work? No. It isn't your work. The principle of it. The principle of what? Of burning it to stifle it. Exactly. Smudge it out. Because you don't like it? He was a fool. He was an independent thinker. I won't let him ruin my life anymore. But don't the dead have rights? Please don't. Hogwash. Is the fire hot enough? Of course. I don't want it coming back to haunt us. It's money. Blood paper. You alone don't own this. These stories, these lives are not solely owned. They're mine. Yes, and they're mine. And Annabella's. And yes, Thomas's. But no single person can own all of our stories. And we have a right to want to be seen in a certain light. To be understood in a certain way. And to protect the silly things we may have done. Without the light of the public always glaring down on us like a magnifying glass. We should be allowed a sense of ownership of our privacy. Of our loves and fights. And not air everything in public. Here, here. Leave the anger in the bedroom where it belongs. Give me those, John. No. Enough of this. We've talked and talked, and we have come to the same conclusion. Don't you dare. If we burn books, next we'll burn people. No! Hobby, no, no, no! Hobby! <laughs> no! Dear God, Mary, get him out of the fire. Thomas, you'll be hurt. Remove your hands. We can't let them... The fire's too hot. You'll burn too. Oh, let it burn! Dear Lord, no. Come away, Tom, come away. No! Please, you can't! You can put down that water pitcher! Save it! You have no say! Stay away from there! Stay out of this! Oh, you can't do this to us! Get out of my way, sir! Stop! Miss! Miss! Behave! Put down that water pitcher now! Oh, no! Oh, you can't! He, he was loved! We loved him! Enough of this! What did you think you were going to do, girl? You mustn't, sir. Please, you don't understand his genius. Get out of here! Miss Bridget, know your place. But, sir! What's done is done. Oh, it is. Sir Murray, may I please? Yes, go. We didn't need to... Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Was that the only copy? Yes, you fool. Damn. You've been known to make copies. I swear. Is it all destroyed? Careful you don't get burned, Acosta. We've all been burned by my late husband. I believe I can have my payment back. A deal is a deal. Maybe we can come to some other plan. Wait, I have nothing to show for what I bought. We'll... We'll talk about it. I wish this turned out differently. 
Me too. No, you don't. You wanted to bring him down. And publishing that would have been your revenge. Now I see why he never wanted to return to any of you. And why he loathed you as he did. Oh, please. I beg your pardon. You act all holier than thou with your airs and whatnot. You win as much as any of us in this. How can you say such a thing? Simple. If you really were his friend, you would have never brought it to us. My hands are clean. And mine are empty. No one is innocent. I stay loyal to him to the very end. If that's loyalty, I don't want it. I can see what she means. You? Loyal? <laughs> oh, loyalty works both ways. How can you be loyal to a man who copied your work and his was praised while yours was shit on? That's not completely true. Don't give me that. You wrote Irish melodies, and then he wrote his Hebrew melodies, just like yours, but better. Yes, it's true. We shared the same artistic views, the same attractions, and natural filthiness for our politicians. And now, I have no equal. Now I don't have to live under his shadow, and I will no longer be compared to him. We were constantly compared. But I was the one, the first. I was well-reviewed, and he was praised as a genius. Even Hobb, you said of my work, it's all Byron. I did not. <laughs> you did. And people stopped reading my work. All I can say is, the man in there was not the great poet wrote some of my favourite verses. The man in there. That man hurt me. He hurt me so profoundly, I, I don't have the words. I want to stop caring for him, to even hate him, but I can't. He's not sacred. He's a man, just that. Not a god, just a flawed and complicated fool. He might say some things that rang true, and we should leave it at that. He had some truths, and other things he said were suspect. If you want to dig into a person's past, then you better be ready, because you're going to get mud and shit all over yourself in the process. <laughs> no. All I know, for sure, and it's not much, is that Byron and I, we probably never should have wed, but that doesn't mean I didn't love him. I do. And I hate him for it. Or I hate myself for it. Either way, someday, I don't know when, I will recover. But it takes a long time to undo the damage of a great love. A long time. And there it is. A life. Thank you for listening, and a special thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Without you, we wouldn't be able to continue bringing content to audiences all over the world. For exclusive interviews, behind-the-scenes content, and even more radio shows, consider becoming a patron today. All links are available at our website at standbyforplaces.com.